Welcome to the Ask Coach Perry podcast. Get your running, triathlon, swimming, or cycling questions answered by one of the best coaches in the world today. Welcome on to this edition of the Ask Coach Perry podcast. I'm Brad Brown, and I've got Lindsay Perry with me once again. Lindsay, a question, a great one from Danae van Eck, who also asked this in the Coach Perry online community. Danae wants to know about how do you train to run a specific pace in a race? What factors should be taken into consideration, especially when training on heart rate? And if training on heart rate, how do you calculate the best pace for you to run uh, or, 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 or the best pace for you to aim at? She's currently training for comrades, but uh, as a principle, it should be transferable to other races, uh, she asks. Yeah, so look, you have to make a little bit of a decision whether you're going to train according to pace or whether you're going to train to heart rate. So that's kind of one of the first things that you've got to, you've got to do. Um, if you're getting advice from somebody who's quite experienced in terms of calculating training paces, then it, then it is quite a nice way of, of training uh, because it almost gives you a performance outcome to aim for even though the paces may be quite slow. So personally, it depends for me which one of the two that I use. And sometimes there is a close correlation between the two. But that only really, I'm not, I'm not going to get into, into why that happens and, and why it doesn't happen. For most people, it's a question of choosing which way to go. I wouldn't train on pace if I'm not getting advice from someone who's very experienced in calculating proper pace-related training zones. Because what typically happens when we train according to pace or target pace is that we often end up running too fast, pushing ourselves too hard, and therefore we don't develop at the rate that we should be developing at. Then you need to train on heart rate. It's a little bit difficult, I guess, not to, to calculate the correct zones there, but it's still easier than calculating the, the correct running zones because those take, or, or zones in terms of pace, because that does take a considerable amount of experience. So on running, I've actually found the most useful method to use for a layperson to be the method employed by Dr. Phil Maffetone. Dr. Phil Maffetone takes a he lets you do a running test, which is a fairly arbitrary number that he selected. It's 180 minus your age. But what that tells us is that you are running at, we, we are almost certain that by running at 180 minus age, that you are running sub-anaerobically. So in other words, you are definitely running aerobically. And then if you're new to running, or if you're returning from an illness, or if you are um, returning from an injury, you will then take further amounts off there. So if you have all three, if you're brand new to running, returning from illness and an injury, for example, all three, you would take a further 15 minutes off of that, um, or 15 seconds, sorry. So in the case of most people, it normally means that you are, if you're repeatedly getting injured or repeatedly getting sick, we would do 180 minus age minus 5. Um, and in extreme circumstances, it would be 180 minus age minus 10. And that would effectively set the intensity that you are running at. Um, 
if you want to go a little bit more scientifically accurate, and I can assure you that that doctor, that Phil Maffetone stuff works. I've used it on on many clients of mine that it's obvious that they've got an overdeveloped anaerobic system and it's worked very, very well. But if you do want to go a little bit more detailed, a bit more complicated, a bit more scientific uh, is probably the right word, then you do want to calculate your heart rate maximum, not on a predicted, not on an age minus 220 minus age. You want to actually go out and calculate that. So provided you've been exercising fairly regularly, you have been running for a couple of months already, you can get yourself onto a track or onto a hill and you do between two and three minutes of really hard efforts with a long recovery in between, say, five minutes or so between the three-minute um, effort. And if you repeat that process four to five times, in there you will get very close to your maximum heart rate. And then you can calculate your various zones according to that. But your easy running, any particular training for a race like Comrades, you want to do most of those runs at below 70%. 70% of whatever that maximum value is. And when you start training on heart rate, believe me, it's frustrating. It seems ridiculous. It seems like you can't run this slowly. And there's times where you're actually forced into a walk. But if you stick to it and you persevere with it over a period of, of 6 to 12 weeks, you will just see very significant improvements in your running speeds at those heart rates. Excellent stuff, Lindsay. A funny little story about a mate of mine who decided a couple of years ago he was going to train by heart rate and heart rate alone. He's, he's a triathlete and a pretty good one at that as well. Uh, so in that initial training, he was uh, cycling up a hill at whatever the, the heart rate was he was supposed to go at. And because he was going up a hill, he was going so slowly that some guy in a suit on a bicycle literally came spinning past him. Uh, he was in his gear, aero helmet, uh, tri, tri bike, the work. So, uh, as you say, it is frustrating, but, uh, if you stick with it, uh, the performance benefits do come. <laughs> Fantastic. Lindsay, thank you very much. We're back again in just a couple of days' time with the next edition of the Ask Coach Perry podcast. Until then, from the two of us, it's cheers. Thank you for listening to the Ask Coach Perry podcast. To get Lindsay to answer your question, go to askcoachperry.com or email myquestion at askcoachperry.com.